Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another Cryptomaniacs podcast. I think we're at like 164. Isn't that crazy? 164. It's either 163, 164 episodes. I have no idea. You keep count of that stuff. Kind of. It's it's funny because it's I, we talk a lot you know about the crypto journey here and I I talk in you know online entrepreneurship and like the number one reason people don't succeed at anything in life and I'm even talking your crypto journey here because this is cryptomaniacs so is that they don't stick with things they literally give up um there was there was you know guy that used to come to our show all the time he used to be very active in the CTP community. He, he gave up. He gave up, and he's trying something else now. He literally was at the cusp of <clears throat> hitting like this really sweet spot where people were knowing him, his brand was being built, his crypto stacks were, were, were getting higher, and he just gave up. And I, I wish I could take every single person that listens to this, that's ever going to listen to this, and just say, Stay the course. Like it, I'm not saying if things are completely miserable and you're having a horrible time and it's, it's, you know, like revisit things, but journeys are supposed to be just that a journey. It's not supposed to be an overnight thing. And if you, if you're not willing to like, see this thing through, see this stuff through, like, just don't even get started. You're, you're just doing your, if you're going to give up a couple of months after starting anything online, specifically a crypto journey, um, trying to get rich in 30 days, see the, see the green candles, you're just going to, you're going to feel let down. So how's that for a starting of the show? Well, (laughs) I I agree with you. I, I think it, and I'll go back to the guy who's all over the headlines right now, Elon Musk. Oh, yes. Elon Musk got involved. I forget exactly when he got involved with Tesla. He wasn't the founder of Tesla for anybody who doesn't know. But he did get involved 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. Company started, I think, 2002, 2003. Didn't turn a profit till 2019. Right. Elon Musk has been involved day to day with the company for like 16, 17 years. Elon Musk, and, and this is kind of an extension upon what you're saying. In fact, I think it's a precursor what you're saying. This is the before what you're saying. Elon Musk started with his master plan one, and then he wrote master plan two, and evidently he's working on master plan three. And this is the idea of sustainable energy. I'm going to be writing an article about this, sustainable energy, and then all this other stuff. And I don't care whether you agree with anything he does, does, don't agree. 
He has obviously the, the goal of interplanetary species for humanity. Again, I don't care if you agree whether we're going to go to Mars, whether we should go to Mars, thinking about going to Mars or not. This is where the guy's thinking. Right. Compare and contrast that to people on hot. Oh, this little blockchain that does nothing. Compare and contrast that to some of the people you're talking about when they start their online business, their affiliate marketing, they start doing something. It's like, where the hell is your thought? Who here on Hive is thinking, I'm going to create a business and I'm going to create something that takes over this industry, whatever this industry is? Who has come out and said, I'm going to create a social media application, what project team that says, I'm going to fucking beat Facebook. I'm going to pound them into the ground. And that's where it all starts. If we had on Hive 10 people who thought like Elon Musk, oh, they're not rational. You got to you got to have your feet on the ground and be realistic. Well, guess what? Realistic is a catchword for pathetic. Nobody who's been major successes are realistic. Think of any professional athlete. Was it realistic as them? Being a kid, thinking of, you know, pitching the seventh game of the World Series or hitting the game-winning shot in the NCAAs or in the pros or, you know, becoming uh, the winner of the the of Le Mans or whatever? Of course not, because there's millions of kids who think the same thing, except there's only a certain amount who get there. And people want to say, well, they're extremely talented. They got the natural gifts. Well, guess what? There's a lot of pe- athletes who have natural gifts who never got anywhere because they didn't work. They didn't right. do what you said. They didn't consistently shoot the, the 50 or 100 free throws a day. They didn't hit the golf balls like Tiger Woods did for years. They didn't get into the weight room and start hitting hitting the, the weights and get bigger and stronger. They didn't work on their techniques. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't. There's a, a, a bazillion examples of they didn't. You know? And it's the same thing with an online business. Those who are successful online, everybody will stand back and say, oh, they were lucky. You didn't see the years and years and years of grinding it out before that, quote, luck struck. I love, you know, and I use it all the time. De Niro, I, you know, I don't know if he said it, he's attributed saying it. It took me 10 years to become an overnight uh, sensation. And that's the case. So number one, are you thinking like a total imp? Are you thinking like, oh, well, I'd like to make a few dollars. Who gives a shit about a few dollars? I mean, really? Oh, I just like to make a, a, a nice little side game. What, look at Jeff Bezos. He went and borrowed 250K from his parents, looked them flat in the eye and say, you know, you probably are going to lose this money. Yeah. Yet they gave him the money. Okay, it was because of their love for their son. Um, but Bezos went into this thing saying this odds are this thing's going to fail. Yet he worked his ass off. He surrounded himself with the right people. He entered the right markets. He caught it at the right time. He did a lot of different things and he became at one point the richest man in the world. This after telling his parents, you know, you're probably going to lose this money, but we're going, I'm going for it anyway. And they said, we trust you. We believe in you. You know, and if we lose the money, so be it. Uh, odds are they got a pretty nice return on their, their their investment there. That's where it all starts. And then what you're saying is exactly true. 
you know, if you have to show up each day to grind and you don't have it over, are you going to show up each day to grind for a few dollars? No, that's about as exciting as watching paint dry. Now you're going to show up each day. And this is why, you know, the app that you and I talk about, I'm so excited. You guys should be excited because I think that has incredible potential. And it's like, Hey, why doesn't CTP create an app that just kicks fucking ass and takes over social media? That should be the damn goal. That should be the mindset. Now, I think it might potentially have that capability, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But at least if you go in thinking about that, then you start to do the stuff each day to build. And it's like, I'll stretch it out to Hive. If anybody thinks Hive's just going to be a little piece of shit blockchain that nobody gives a crap about in five years, I think you're pretty foolish. And if you're showing up with that attitude, why the fuck would you do anything on Hive? Oh, it's just nothing. It's social media. Well, if you understand that this has the potential to be a lot bigger and take on some of the biggest industries in the world because of blockchain, because of de decentralized infrastructure, we had disregard fiat on a couple weeks ago. People say I'm full of crap. I'm, I'm, I'm just dreaming here. Disregard fiat is one of the main people coding decentralized layer two infrastructure. He's coding it. He was on the show. He told us what he's building. He is building it. Yet people say, oh, nothing's happening. So I agree with you about the consistency, but it starts with the mindset. And it starts with the question, why the hell are you even here? Oh, this right. place sucks. Okay, go back to Twitter. Go back to, I mean, Twitter's getting a lot better. The bots are being eliminated. Go go join Twitter. Go, go, go help Facebook uh, or Zuckerberg with Facebook. He needs the help. Evidently, looking at his earnings, he's getting crushed. You know, why are you here? Hive is for builders. Hive is for entrepreneurs. CTP is supposed to be entrepreneurs. I know a lot of our audience is CTP people. Are you mm -hmm. entrepreneurs or, or, or are you slaves? If you want to stay a slave your whole life, fine. But break out the, the, the first thing to break out of the slavery is break out of that mindset. And that's what having the entrepreneurial spirit does. And it's not easy. And you're going to get your ass kicked and you're going to work long hours and your wife or your husband's going to be upset that you're focusing on your business and on the screen and instead of paying attention to the kids or whatever. John, you know this intimately. You know, you know what it takes. And it's not easy. You end up getting overloaded. Your to do list just keeps growing. There's always a fire to put out all this shit. And you know what somebody's going to say five years from now? Oh, John G. Olson was lucky. Yeah, right. look at look at all the CTP he has. He was lucky to get in when he did. Give me a freaking break. It's the it's this old saying, and I I can't remember who said it. It's you know one of these guru success guru guys, but they said like entrepreneurship is is like you, you're you got to put in the work now that most people won't to enjoy the life that most people can't in the future. And that's, like you said, mindset. And it's really, really hard. I get it. It's 2022. Things suck. It's the state of the world is really weird. We're in a bear market. Um, if if but, I could jump in, though, John, yeah. know, know what the problem with that viewpoint is? Mm. We're, we're, we're coming up in the United States to another election. And for the last 15, 16, 17, 18 years, I keep hearing the same shit. 
This is the most important election in the history of the United States. This is the most important presidential election in the history of the United States. The most important congressional election. And it's like, what the fuck? You know, the doomsdayers, it never happens. I Like, this kills me. I I say this all the time because up here we have our left versus right fights too. You know, it's... Yeah, that's what they stoke. It's so funny because like tomorrow... Like, let's say, okay, we got Trudeau in power up here, right? Let's say Pierre, who's the conservative guy, gets elected tomorrow. I'm still going to have to buy bananas. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to have to put gas in my car. You know, like, yep. I, like the, who's in does not change. It's like people focus on the wrong crap. Like, I get it. People love talking politics. They love worrying about what other people are saying in the political spectrum. But to me... I'd much rather worry about what I can do each and every day to provide for my family. What I can do each and every day that will have big payoffs for my family five years down the road. Not who's in power. Who's in power has very little bearing on my day-to-day life. I mean, maybe big picture it does, the state of the country I'm in, the political climate, whatever. But day-to-day stuff, I'm still going to have to buy bananas. I'm still going to have to put gas in my car. My kid is still going to be wanting to show me what he's watching on his iPad, and I got to pretend that I'm interested. No, I'm just joking. I love my kid. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, this is all... Yeah. It doesn't... This is the wrong stuff to focus on, and it's a, it's like in crypto. I, I'll, I'll put the parallel to crypto here. People are so attached to the price of this stuff. There was Omar... Uh, Omar Crypto, uh, he he does a bunch of posts on on YouTube, and he he comes to Hive and, and posts uh, his content on on Three Speak and uh, DTube, and he uh, he made a tweet, and he I, I retweeted it this week, and he was like, "Look at the price. One of the best kept secrets in crypto is HBD, the stable coin that's paying twenty percent." And then some jackhole in the comments is like, "Well, the price of the stable coin is ninety seven cents." It's like you're focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> like that's not the the fact is is that it's a decentralized stable-ish coin that has no tie to the US dollar other than it's trying to be $1 worth of hive. Like that's the peg, not $1 UST. So it's it's like they're fo- they everyone seems to focus in crypto on the wrong stuff. Like this guy goes and share, shows people, says, hey, this is the best kept secret in crypto. And then you've got detractors right on it, worried about the, the price of it, not the technology behind it, the community behind it, the development behind it, but the stupid price of it. It's like worrying about who's in power, who's the president, who's the prime minister. Wrong thing to worry about. Worry about what? Oh, anyways, this is turning into a rant day. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and they don't even investigate. If you look at the price on the internal exchange, it, it's very solid. It, it doesn't move that much. I mean, obviously, on the external exchanges, we have, you know, yeah. two two exchanges that hold, that carry it. And one has no volume and the other is, is closed off to anybody outside of Korea. So, you yeah. know, it, it's just, yeah. So you, you have all that bullshit. And, you know, the... Uh, you and I talked, I don't know, was it Friday show or two Fridays ago? I forget. Mm-hmm. And we talk, I, I, I talked about the complete and utter lack of touch of reality. You want to talk about being realistic. Well, we went off on these assholes who believe, oh, the prices are going down. What are you, a fucking moron? You think prices only go up in the market? 
markets only should go one direction. That is insane. That is foolish. That is not realistic. Markets go up, markets go down, markets go up, markets go down. There are bears, there are bull markets. You have both. And, you know, when you start to look at all this stuff, and I've said for years, if the internet was marked to market it when every project was get, was going, it would never would have been built because every asshole would have been sitting there saying, well, Amazon said uh, Amazon is down another 3%. Oh, my God. You know, this online bookstore is never going to be anywhere. The price, the price, the price. Yeah. It's like that's why these 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 startups, they go years before they go public. One of the reasons they keep getting funding, private funding from venture capitalists. And there's really very little. I mean, that's when they mark the market, when they get another seed round. And, and that's when they mark it uh, or they mark the, the value and they do a valuation because before then they have no idea what the hell the valuation is. Yet everybody in crypto is like, oh, my God, the price of Ethereum went down 25 percent since last year or Bitcoin dropped or Hives dropped another three cents. And it's like yeah. that's reflective of nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's. What happened? Yeah, you know, that's just... why we talk oh, about okay. building. Hmm. You know, why 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 are you here? Are you here to build something? Are you here to actually contribute? Are you here to get involved with a project? And and I understand most of us don't have dev skills. So that's why hmm. we have to ride on the 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 shoulders of somebody like Blaine. Blaine can develop the shit, but it's up to us to take the ball and run with it. It's up to us to utilize it. It's up to us to promote it. And if you have CTP in your wallet, if you have Hive in your wallet, if you have Leo in your wallet, it's in your damn best interest to promote these things, to utilize these things, to build these things up, to try to get users to do all this stuff instead of sitting there saying, oh, Blaine isn't producing anything this week. What's he sleeping? Man. You know, it's like, what kind of idiot are you? Go build it yourself. Oh, I don't have the skills. Go back to Facebook. Facebook works oh, just, very good. Or go you use the stuff, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, if you're not a developer, and I'm not. Oh, it's um, buggy, John. It doesn't do buggy, this. Right. It doesn't yeah, have buggy. this feature. It doesn't have that. It's not fast I, enough. It's slow. It's buggy. Killed me. I again. This is why I maintain that people in, are not in crypto for you know that was the running joke. I'm in it for the tech. Um, no one is. No one is. Everyone is in it for the stupid green candles. That's it. That's all they care about, and you yeah, can have the you best. Can say that world. about online businesses, they're not in it. Most of these, oh, yeah, they don't want to provide it. value for the customers. What they want to no, do? No, they, they don't want to build shit. They don't want to start a business from scratch and and have to claw and 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 provide a service to customers or a better product or a better idea. They just want, yeah. well, you know, I want to do a couple affiliate links and get a five thousand dollar check every Paycheck. week. Yep, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's like, well, what what the hell are you doing? If, if, if people would just stay the course and just continue to use stuff, continue to build on this stuff, we would be laughing, absolutely laughing. But people just attention span of goldfish attracted to green candles. Anyways, most, most, most you know what, John, at this point in time, and I'm going to say it, I think most people are cut out to be slaves. And, mm. and they talk about freedom. They talk about changing things. They talk about a new system, but they're slaves. And it's like, you know what? You don't belong 
answering to, in, prover, per, in, in sales speak, the man. The money, the authority, the, the need. The man, the one who controls it, not man yeah. gender. It's, it's So you need to bow down to your lords and be grateful for what they give you and your piddly your little crumbs. nation yeah. because that's where you are destined. And that's where most of, of, of humanity is, especially the developed world. I see more entrepreneurial spirit. I see more go-getterism in people in Nigeria, in people in India, in people in those countries. And maybe it's because the opportunities aren't there and they're not comfortable as compared to, to, to the developed world in the West. Yeah. You know, we're fat, dumb, and happy in the United States. And you guys in Canada are fat, dumb, and happy and cold. Well, you're fat, dumb, and cold. I don't know if you're happy, but definitely not <laughs> because happy. you're gold. Uh, you know, and it's like this is the mindset of people, and and it's yeah. just sad because it's not these major corporations that historically have led to the world in disruption and innovation and advancement of humanity. It's entrepreneurs. It's the entrepreneurial spirit. It's some jackass like Elon Musk who's totally unrealistic who says. We can't have ice-powered vehicles. We can build electric cars. And everybody says, no, you can't. That'll yeah. never sell. You'll never sell 500,000 of them. We'll sell 500,000 a year by 2020. No, you won't. What did he do? He sold 500,000 a year. Now they're yeah. laughing at him. 20 million by 2030. Oh, that'll never happen. They won't even sell 20 million EVs worldwide by 2030. It's, we'll it's, see. It's funny because I, I remember the first time I saw a Tesla, it was my, I took my son on a trip to the Bay Area. He was he's a big San Jose Sharks fan. I don't know why, but he uh, he wanted that to do that. And this was like 2013 or 2014. So like Teslas were not a thing up here at all. And I, we were we were we were leaving the game. We went to the San Jose Sharks game and we're leaving the game. And I saw a Tesla and I was like, oh, my gosh, look, there is a Tesla. That's an electric vehicle. My kid's young, so he doesn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, but now they're everywhere here in Canada, in Canada. This is not necessarily Silicon Valley up here, guys. This is actually, I'm in a rural Alberta, okay? The middle of nowhere, farmers and tractors, and there's Teslas everywhere in the town that I go shopping in all the time. It's crazy. It's insane, but it shows the power of a vision. And, and then kind of like he spoke it into existence. Now, this is not the big love fest for elon musk i get a kick out of him i think he's hilarious personally um you see his, his, what he put under he he's the chief twitter complaints hotline operator that's what he put under his twitter handle now what do you call himself first the chief, chief twit. twit chief twit, twit. Yeah. yeah he's he's got a <laughs> fucked up sense of humor and it's you know funny. i mean it, it's again as i said i don't give a crap if you like elon musk if you dislike elon musk if you think he's he's full yeah. of crap fine that, 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 you know, if, if you think his crap about Doge is just totally off the wall, fine. I, and a lot of the stuff that people say, I don't argue against that because, you know, quite frankly, I think they have a point. The, the, the bottom line is, though, you look at the guy's mindset. You look at what he's done with Tesla. You look at what he's done with SpaceX. You look at what he's doing with Boring. Now, again, you may say these things, oh, well, they're, they're government supported and, and whatever. The bottom line is he got, has gone out and changed two industries. He's in the process of changing the third. I wrote an article this morning about what I think he's going to do with Twitter. He's not taking on Facebook. He's not taking on social media. He's taking on Wall Street. 
I guarantee you that. He is going after more than just a payment system, more than just a marketplace. I guarantee you he is going to bring full, full-blown full fintech to Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the way the guy's thinking. And I know it's the way you guys think it because I started an interview with one of his early uh, partners in PayPal. And he said Elon had a much bigger vision for PayPal than what we, we, we did. <laughs> Not surprisingly. Yeah, you know, no, so again, I, to, to, mm-hmm. to relate to spec. What the hell is your vision for Hive? What is your vision for your well, life and your vision? You need it yeah. on Hive. Yeah. I mean, I got something that I'm going to talk to you and Blaine about uh, that I, I started working on this past weekend. You know, me and my my uh, PDF, my my doc files that I create. And yes, perfect. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, here's a problem. People have mentioned it. it's like, okay, let's go to solve this. And, and what are we going to do? Are we going to do something little and, and oh, well, maybe we'll get 20, 20 or 50 people? No, this, this idea is, is you know, okay, let's go after the top dog. Let's take take a whole bunch of shit over and, and let's start to improve many different areas at the same time. Um, and I think it's doable. And it, it's like, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take the work of many different people, but it's something that could happen right here on Hive under the CTP umbrella. And all those people who bitched about CTP, if this is a vision you guys buy into and we get the framework and we get a couple other people maybe to maintain the site, if if you will. And then, yeah. John, you and I and, and Elian and some other people, Jimmy Adamas, we start running with it and start promoting it. We start building it. We start looking for things and we start this. It's like all of a sudden we got a nice little foundation to make something pretty amazing. And it's like. All those people who said, oh, CTP is nothing. You guys are doing nothing. Okay. Well, don't you feel like idiots now? Again, it's, <clears throat> I think it comes down to the price and, and like the, the timelines for this stuff. Uh, you know, and we're, we're going to go to Ethereum example. Ethereum, one of the biggest blockchains on the planet. More money that in a second than I'll see in a lifetime that this thing generates. Like just insane amount of money. How come it's taking them so long to go to proof of, proof of stake you know it took a long time and that they've got all the smartest minds and all the money in the world when you have a team on hive developing things and you want something out in in a month it's just not going to happen it's it takes time so if you're if you see the slow slow development on some of these major blockchains and then sitting there pissed off that ctp or or listeners or something or, or leo is you know not just, you know or, or three speak is not all rushing to the it, that's why it's because it's a small team of people that are doing this not necessarily for a paycheck but having that mindset and vision of i'm going to put in the effort today to pay off five years down the road so. amazon's another one like tesla they they started i believe in in 95 maybe mid 90s they started they didn't turn a profit till like 2017 now unlike tesla i think that was more by design where they went after market share uh first as opposed to profitability but going into the the dot-com bus and even coming out of it we're talking 2002 2003 2004 i mean moving away from dot-com amazon was still an online bookstore so for their first decade they were really just like an online bookstore and then they opened up AWS in 2005, but that really didn't, I mean, they, that cloud didn't become huge until a decade later. So 
you know, Amazon, which is now, you know, probably the largest digital company in the world, if I can use that, it took them 10 years or eight years or seven years or whatever the hell it was <clears throat> to move beyond just being a little online bookstore. And, and you want, you want stuff on hype to be yeah, in a month or less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you're, you're not only foolish about the markets and that prices should always go up. You're foolish about the timeline. I'm building a business. Go, yeah. go talk to anybody who built the business. Go look at when they started. Oh, look at that plumbing company. Uh, you know, that guy's lucky. He's making a fortune. Yeah. Serving yeah. the and greater they, Minneapolis area since 1967. That's it's what I was going to say. Yeah, established, it's always established 1954. You know, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, look at him. He got so lucky. Like, oh, he's, you know, like it's, oh, it drives me nuts, man. It's, and I, and this is why I think it's, it's the state of the, of the world and the social influencers and all yeah. of these people that are throwing things out. Like, look at me. Look at all the wealth I have. Look how, I did this with a crypto. I bought this crypto and it went to the moon. It's this mentality that's fed into people where like hard work is out of the equation. It's just like, get, get lucky, get lucky. Just, you know, no, it's show up every day and you seem to get lucky or, you know, that's, that's the formula. I did that post last night about the sticks, six steps for, you know, creating a business nowhere on that six steps that it say, sit back and take it easy. It was like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then at the end of it, keep doing it over and over and over and over again. It's, 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 this is not rocket science. Like any of this stuff, accumulation of crypto, building stuff on Hive, becoming a part of the community, all this stuff. This is not rocket science. Literally show up and get the work done. That's it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, yeah. You could, yeah. you could host a TED Talk. I would watch that, John, on YouTube. Dude, I'm just, I'm getting like, like I have in, I have infinite patience for business building endeavors. The excuses drive me nuts now. The longer I do this, the older I'm getting, the excuses just make me cringe. Like we'll have people, we'll be talking in our discord or we'll be talking on social media, they'll be talking and me, Blaine and Eliana just cringe every time we see some of this stuff, like the excuses we've laid out CTP hive this entire crypto movement as basically we call the no excuse formula ctp is is has been completely branded as this as this place where you can go and learn this stuff and there's no excuse for, for not being able to take action and grow each and every day even if you are collecting five hive a day and it might not be a ton you're collecting five hive a day because the mindset is i'm getting it now for the payoff five years down the road People don't Even if that. it's point two high, in five days you'll have point five high. You'll have one high. So yeah. then you keep building from there, and maybe you'll get point two five high one day, and just keep growing. Um, I, I saw some videos. Joe Joe Rogan had Doctor Phil. You know who Doctor Phil is? Oh, yeah. He had he had Doctor Phil on his show, and you know I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Doctor Phil fan in the world, but. He said something very interesting, and you know, I didn't see the the, the whole two-hour conversation. I was just watching the clips as you know they break them up into five and seven-minute segments, and yeah. they were talking about homeless and and dealing with the homeless. And Dr. Phil said, and, and Joe was trying to make the case. Well, you have people who, and, and the, the basic essence of this. Here's a dude who's homeless. 
And he was offered a chance to go to a homeless shelter and he turned it down. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, well, see, they just, they don't care. And Dr. Phil made a good point because he's worked in, in these situations. He said, listen, you go to a homeless shelter. If you have a, an animal, you can't bring the animal. And a lot of these people, they're more attached to these animals. I mean, this is all they have. And you right. can't bring your stuff. And if you leave your stuff on the streets, stuff is gone. And so then Joe was telling him about this one guy who he built a house on wheels. This is in Los Angeles, which has a huge homeless problem, like 100, 150,000 people. And he built, built basically this house on wheels because they kept taking his tent. So he built this house. It's on wheels. And he can move it around. And, you know, it takes up the whole sidewalk. And Dr. Phil is like saying, that is it. Look at the initiative this guy has. The problem is, is you, you're not going to take that guy for, for, from that level and put him into build, having his own business. But could they take him and put him in a field and put a couple other people around where they take that same initiative and start building a few other homes? You know, and when I say right. homes, you know, a couple pieces of two by four with plywood and, and wheels. So it's not like a house, but right. you get my point. You start moving people up the scale. So you have to, he, he's like, you have to start where you're at. You can't start with where you want people to be at. But if you start where you're at and you start moving up the tiers, like you talk about all the time with, with Hive, you're not going to go from, you know, an app that, or, or an idea that's in my head to taking over, you know, commerce overnight. It's going to be a process, but we got to start where we're at. I got to take the idea in my head, mess around with it, put it in on the paper or, you know, put it in digital form, talk to people. And the other thing that that I want to bring up, John, that I found, and I found it with High Financial Network, I'm finding it with Leo Glossary, and I'm finding it with these other things. When you start putting out there that this is going to happen and I'm going to make this thing fucking huge, you start attracting other people Mm. because other people latch on to that. And so how do I get people like Starkers and they call me Dan to start buying into this idea of high financial network? Now, they haven't necessarily bought into the whole thing, but Starkers is all excited about high bonds because I put it out there. I say, this is what it is. I explain it in detail. He's like, I can see that possibility. He's all excited for it. He's going to pick up and run with it. You know, now if I say, well, high sucks, what do you think is going to, what's that going to draw? More people say high sucks. Okay, great. Good for you. Let's look at your account. Oh, you've had the same 350 high power for the past six years. Right. That's well, why it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You know, the whales don't upvote my stuff. Well, get the hell out of here. I mean, I'll shout out to Bradley, you know, yeah. a ctp I mean, Bradley was, I was worried about the guy for a while there. I, I mm. think he, he needed medication. The guy was freaking suicidal. He was so negative. You know, actually may have been better off throwing himself off a bridge the way he was. Everything was negative, negative, negative. In the Mm. last year and a half, the turnaround in Bradley is amazing. And from what I read in his post, he just decided one day, you know what? I got a shit boss. I don't care. I got shit this. I got, you know, he did. I'm done. I'm done being negative. And now he's an upbeat person. He's having success on high from what I can see. He's involved in different projects. (laughs) He's excited about them. He's a pleasant guy to read his posts. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, Bradley's a really good example. I mean, there's, you know, and, and I know I know some of his story, too. Like, he he got handed a lousy stick, 
you know, and I don't know he, this, the, the full backstory, but it well, he, yeah, he, he, you know, and there's, there's, there's people that you, you can see this, but what you mentioned, and it's something like you know, everyone here, everyone in chat knows Bradley because they, they read his stuff. He's always on listeners, promoting on listeners, talking on listeners, talking on Twitter, talking on hive, but this is what you just said. Why do you think Starkers is paying attention to what you're doing? Why do you think they call me Dan's paying attention to what you're doing? Why, why do you think all this? Because, and and I'm not, I got to say this with, you know, I'm not a spiritual believer in the law of attraction. I don't believe in this. If I think hard enough, it will show up in my hand. I'm thinking for a million dollars, thinking for a million dollars. Oh, I didn't think hard enough because it didn't materialize. I don't think of law of attraction like that. What I do believe in, though, is biblical. In Proverbs, as a man thinketh in his mind, so is he. Which means to me, when you are out there doing things and people see that, you are basically putting yourself out there, showing it to the world that you're a positive dude, that you're a hustler, that you're working hard. And guess what? People want to be around that. That's the law of attraction to me. You will attract the type of people you're putting out there into the world. If you are being negative Nancy, you're going to get a whole bunch of negative Nancy's keeping you negative. Crabs in the bucket, pulling everybody down. But if you're out there talking about what you're doing, what you're building, what your ideas are, and we see it in CTP all the time. Every time we come up with a challenge or some type of project, or, or, or we're creating something, everyone gets excited because they see something happening. This is the, 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 the nugget of all nuggets in entrepreneurship. Do things because you will attract the right people when you're doing stuff. Now, doing things and being negative, you're going to attract the exact same type of people you're putting out there. So I'm not trying to get too pseudo-scientifical here because I don't hum million dollars in my hand hum thinking really hard and it's not coming i'm not thinking like that i'm just saying what you put out there you're going to get back you're putting negative you're going to get negative if you're out there hustling doing stuff creating using the apps building commenting engaging people will notice and people will get attracted to that thanks to coming to my second ted talk today well i, I think it it starts with relatingness to high the first thing is you have to show yourself to be dedicated to Hive. It, because, listen, Block Trades has put in a lot of effort and time. Dan's yeah. put a lot of time, effort, and thought in. Starkers has put in a lot of time, effort in. Uh, Smooth, a, a lot of people. Marky, there's a ton of people. Raymond Sweeps. I mean, we have them on our show week in and week out. These people are here. They're putting in time. They're putting in effort. You and I, John, have five years on the blockchain. I'm, I'm over five. I think you're you're approaching five in December, I think. Is five your, December, your yep. yep. So that's 60 months of basically showing up every day. Yep. And, you know, we had Arcane on here, and Arcane says, I'm the only one who got the badge last year for 365 days of post. You know, you sit there and say attracting the right people. Listen, there are millions of words I put on this blockchain to get to that point. It wasn't like I wrote one post and all of a sudden everybody just flocked to me because I wrote this second coming of Gone with the Wind. No, that's not how it works. And it's not because I'm a social networking genius and a marketing guru. No. 
that's not it. It is just, I sit down every day, I pull open up my laptop and I just write a lot of words and I do it every day. And I keep putting ideas out there and people blast them and that's fine. But I research, I think, I engage, I discuss, I keep throwing out ideas. And eventually, like you said, I got to the point where I could approach people like you or Blaine and say, listen, here's my idea. Now, you may hear the idea and say, task. That's dumb. Mm. Okay. <coughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It won't be my last dumb idea. But you know what? I have a feeling you probably won't. And, but to walk into this, you need the vision of why are we doing this? We're doing this to go to the top. We're not doing this to, because we want to, oh, we want to create something nice on Hive and, and get a few people using this. Uh-uh. Yeah. This is, we have the opportunity. We have the decentralized platform uh, in the blockchain. We have the skills. We have the ability. We can attract the right people, the skill sets we need to make this thing. And you to get it going, you only need four, five, six people going in the right direction. And then what happens when you have people who understand marketing, people who have a following, people who can spend time on Twitter, people who can spend time writing Hive articles, people like Blaine who can spend time on the, the, the code, somebody else can spend time researching. All of a yeah. sudden you have something that's like, hey, man, we can do something with this. And that's what it comes down to. But how much of that do you see on Hive? It's like, well, this is a blogging blockchain. Well, so no. go blog. <laughs> like, go blog. Go create something. I, I just did the math. Um, out of the five, uh, 4.76 years um, every day of, of, like, so I've created a post every single day for almost five full years on hive mm -hmm. now there's another month or so before it ends so it's not going to be exactly at five because there's there's days that i missed and i was traveling a couple times throughout the, the five years but basically every single day for five years and i'm not a whale i've had to take some steps back on my journey but i'm still here i'm still showing up i'm still creating i'm still in the habit of doing this stuff each and every day most people well, look, look people at look won't. at this you said we're up to show 163 or 164 how did we get there yeah something like that yeah one show yeah. at a time twice a week after the first four or six weeks whenever we decide to go twice a week yeah. and every week we we haven't missed a two a week with two shows since no. we went to two shows now yeah. we've had to do it later in the day or we had to adjust days and we we've had to be flexible but what do we do two shows every week and they add up and yeah. where are we going to be in another 80 weeks? We'll be at 320 shows, roughly. Because mm. good chance John and I will show up twice a week, every week, for the next 80 weeks. Yeah. Uh, that's what it takes. And, yeah, okay, things come up and things happen. And, you know, uh, I had a hurricane and we still did the show. It wasn't that we great, did. but yeah. we did the show. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've had problems with housework and and. and renovations okay can we put it two hours later yep no problem we'll get it done uh, i think one day we had to move it from a friday to a saturday for some reason but mm -hmm. you know we got it done and that's the difference and you know how many people do you see like that and here's the best example i saw him on with with uh cal and and the nomad soul last week um yabba Matt. 
-hmm. Look at what Yabba and, 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 and Agro did with Splinterland. No. Three and a half, four years ago, that was nothing. And look at where it is now. Yeah, and look at where it'll be in yeah. three years. Project that out. Do you mm -hmm. think that just happened overnight? You think those guys were lucky? You think Yabba just all of a sudden, oh, the code showed up on his computer? No. You know, and there was a lot of effort put into that, and they're reaping the benefit. Now, you can, again, disagree or agree with their approach or how they are or whatever. Fine. But you can't disagree with what they've done. If you don't like them, you don't like Splinterlands, you don't like whatever. It doesn't matter. You can't disagree with what they've done. They both show up. They both are consistent. One is the developer. One was the marketer and, and the, the face. And they both did their part. And then, you know, they brought in other people. And maybe they had people right at the beginning. I don't know. Well, actually, we do know because I think, wasn't it Bulldog? Uh, or was it Reseller who was there right at the beginning? Maybe it was Reseller. Yeah, was Reseller. Was there. Yeah. But either way, I mean, this is what it takes. And they attracted more people. And, and from what Yabba said, he's basically out of the day-to-day -day coding. He has people who are actually doing the coding and he kind of oversees it and is, you know, managerial if you want. And, and then conceptualizing and, and working at that level. That took a few years to get there, a number of oh, years. Yeah. But look at the success. You know, it's not a secret. And we come on each week and we talk about this stuff. And it's like, be consistent, show up every day, be positive, think big. I don't know what their thoughts were when they started Splinterlands. I don't know if they thought it would be the best blockchain game or the best, best, best used blockchain game out there. I don't know what their thoughts were, but you know what? They went out and did it. And yeah. maybe they have much higher aspirations than I know about. I'm not very familiar with the project or the project team. That's great. Maybe they want to become one of the biggest game developers in the world. I have no idea. But you know what? If that's their mindset, great. Yeah. Because yeah. there's new technology. Maybe I should say they want to be the biggest blockchain game developer in the world. That's a worthy goal. Why shouldn't they go for it? Well, maybe they don't get there. It, it goes back to what you said at the beginning of the show where they have big vision. They're not just sitting there going, we want to be the biggest game on Hive. They were the biggest game on Hive basically the day they launched. Yeah. That, you know, like it's... Well, or, want... or when drug wars collapsed. Oh, yeah, yeah, drug wars, yeah. Jeez. Oh, man, what a... Or rug Anyways. cult, I should say. Or yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's vision. It's mindset. It's I want to be great. I want to be... I want to build something that's 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 life changing, and it's not going to happen in a month. <laughs> like it's not, and and the green candles are not always going to be there. Like if 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 Splinterlands listened to the complaints consistently in their Discord about how unfair the game was, this thing would go nowhere. Uh, mm -hmm. They've got a vision. They've got a big game plan. They got a big vision board in their offices, and they've all got the. And they're thinking big, 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 big. That's mm -hmm. why they're doing partnerships with the the major league soccer's players association. That's why they're doing big, huge live events in Vegas and renting out an entire esports arena for this. This is why they're having partnerships with with huge gaming guilds and, and countless things coming. That's why they just partnered with OpenSea to do a Rooney's launching for public today. I mean, this is they big vision. 
And this is the problem with the majority of people in cryptos. They don't think big picture. They think every single day, nickel and dime, nickel and dime. Don't think like that. Like, you know, not to ramble on, but I'm doing the noise app thing right now because I think it's a fantastic platform. The use of it, the BCH stuff, meh. But what am I doing with it? I'm taking that BCH and I'm flipping it into Hive now because I have my little hive goals each and every week that i write about and part of that is to get to 100 hive a day i've now been able to increase that four hive a day because of the efforts i'm putting in on noise cash now people will say well four hive like what's that you know two bucks yeah, but, but that's 1400 and what 1460 hive at the end of a year that's why i know i mean it's at 50 cents at 750 bucks that's not bad why. exactly and that's <laughs> vision that's the i'm not listen i'm not a smart guy i'm not i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed i just know how to be stubborn about stuff and exactly like you said you add that up you know i'm i'm doing the math now you were really quick with that 1460 right 1460 hive a year from my efforts with building a brand and building a business sure and, and, and what then happens it, then if you power that up, you get 2.87% or something right now uh, for powering it up. Plus, it adds whatever to your curation. And so maybe yep. take that and add another rounded 8% or whatever, 10%. And, you know, it just builds. Yeah, like Eric said, it's more than that if you stake it. Um, yeah, and you're getting the curation rewards too, like you said. And I'm doing I'm doing about 8% on my curation right now. Yeah. So like I I put that to work and I'm making ten percent extra a year, yeah. But people don't. Oh, it's too hard and it's, there's nothing happening and it's it's a poop coin and the stable is not at a dollar. Like, eh. Anyways, this is why I I'm bullish on entrepreneur mindset. I'm very low on patience with the excuses as I get. In I, I I think the the boards. problem is John, if if I can go back to what I said about most people being slaves. And again, keep in mind when I say slave, I'm talking in between your ears. That's where it starts. You could be working a job for a paycheck, but you're, you're, you're already mentally checked out. You're gone. You, you're, yeah. you built your business fine. Um, you know, I understand circumstances. I'm not telling anybody to go quit your job because that, that could be even more foolish, but, I think the problem is, is we have due to the, the Western educational system, we have people who have been conditioned to obey. We have people who are conditioned to go to school, get good grades, go get a good paying job, be a slave. You know, the entrepreneurial mindset, the entrepreneurial spirit is not ingrained in people anymore. And so when they have an opportunity, all they do is bitch. They don't take advantage of the opportunity because what's the old saying? Opportunity oftentimes comes, uh, what is it? Opportunity is also oftentimes comes dressed as work or yeah, something. Exactly. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so what the saying. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's you have to go out and bust your ass. You look at somebody who has five or eight or 10 successful restaurants, a, a, re, a small restaurant chain of five or eight or 10, 10, 10 locations. Get bet your ass that person worked his or her ass off. Yeah. Because if you have one restaurant, you're going to work your ass off, let alone eight or 10. 
And yeah, look at the money they're making. They're raking in all these hundreds of thousands of dollars. They live in the nice neighborhood. Yeah, but they worked their ass off. They took risks. They struggled yeah. through tough times. You know, it's not easy to, to do it. And and I, I, I was sitting there with my boss in, in the last job I had in the owner of the company. And, and it was I was in my boss office, but the owner of the company was on the phone and he had him on speaker. And he said, listen, I'm the only one who can't be fired. He said, but I'm also mm. the only one who can't quit. Right. You know, mm. everybody else in the company could just say, I'm done. I'm out of here and leave. He said, I can't do that. It's my company. Mm. So, you know, he, he, he worked six hours a week or six days a week uh, for years on end. Why? Because he had to. It was yeah. his, his show. Um, you know, did he, when he sold the company, did he make millions of dollars? Yes, he did. I know that for a fact. Plus, he was taking, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year out of the company. I know that for a fact. Mm. Everybody says he's lucky, but he worked his ass off. Him and his wife would go to Hawaii, six-hour time difference from the East Coast, and he was calling in from Hawaii at what would have been like 5 a.m. his time mm. to get updates of what was going on. And then he called throughout the day. You know, that's the dedication. That, and that's what it comes down to, dedication, commitment. What are you willing to do? And I don't know if people really – we have such a lazy mentality these days. Uh, it's like, you know, we, we see this with the Twitter. Did you see the uh, – um, the letter that the, the Twitter people wrote to the, the demands they wrote to Elon. We demand you don't reduce headcount. Yeah. He just paid yeah. $44 million for the fucking company. He can do whatever the hell he wants. And yeah. he's since you, you guys are losing money, he's going to be firing some people. And he's going to be firing a lot of people. We demand you keep the headcount. Why? Yeah. So yeah. you can get, we demand you keep, we keep our health insurance. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Now, if you are one of the top people at Twitter and Elon sees a use for you and value, bet your ass he's not firing that person and that person will keep his or her health insurance. But it's this entitlement. It's like. Man, I just, dude, I just. Anyways, what do you, uh, what do you got planned for this week, sir? What's, uh, what's on your agenda this week other than creating and engaging and building uh leo glossary is still my focus it, it's it's starting to snowball and other people are latching on and and that's what it takes we're about four months into this project and uh i'll be writing an article about it tomorrow because this is really how i think hype should work and and how this stuff can happen <clears throat> but somebody wrote an article a couple days ago he he he's he, i believe it's a he uh is redesigning Leo Finance is redesigning the front end. Mm -hmm. And they put a call out to people to create templates and, and to, to design it and to submit it. And there's a contest going on, I think 1500 Hive or 1500 Leo or something. I don't even remember because I have no skills in that area. So I didn't even pay attention. But they, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're basically putting out a contest to people to submit uh, different ideas of, and, and of how the front end will work and this person really did something interesting they they incorporated leo glossary into the 
front page of what they're designing. Plus, they designed, you know, and I, I'm saying when they designed, they did mock-ups of an app, a Leo Glossary mm -hmm. app for, for mobile. And it's basically a search and pulling all the data that I put on the Leo Glossary to make it easy for people to find the information, find the links, all this other stuff. Mm. And that's how it works. And, you know, for, for months, it was just me and Gadrian working on this thing. But a few people were using the links. Most were not. And that's how stuff starts to build on high. You start to, to get things going and it's like, then a few more people start to use it. A few more people start to use it. And at some point you hit that point of, of exponential growth. I don't know when it'll take place with Leo, Leo Glossary. You don't know when it'll take place with CTP, but mm -hmm. like you guys with CTP, I'm going to keep scratching and clawing and, and adding to, to Leo Glossary as with the other projects that I've thrown out there and keep talking and designing and all that stuff. I mean, that that's what it takes. And, Maybe the first go around, people don't jump on board. Well, you just keep at it. Yep. There you go, man. Um, let's just say that this show, uh, it was, we'll take the crypto out of it. We'll just call it the Maniacs podcast because uh, <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were on one today. Well, I, I think when you look at it, John, like you said, if you take crypto out of it, none of this stuff is new. There is no difference for anybody building on Hive as compared to starting a restaurant. The difference is the opportunity, the startup costs, the ability to get involved. But this is no different than any other online business you started over the years. You started from zero. You started with an idea. You started by signing up for some type of account. You started by creating certain content. You started somewhere and kept going. And that's what it is with Hive. You got to start at, at where you're at, at zero. If, if you're new here and you just got your first, you just got your Hive account, make yep. your first post. Go make comments. It's like Eric said. He makes 1.5 in interest, 1.5 HBD. Am I reading that right? 1.5 in yeah. interest a month on HBD. And it's growing. Yeah. Mm. And you keep compounding it and, you know, leave it for five years. You'll be yep. making more than 1.5 HBD. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, remember, Friday is our Q&A session, so we'll have the post up on the account at CTP Chat uh, 24 hours-ish from now. Uh, so make sure you get your questions in so we can uh, dive into your comments, your concerns, your questions, your head scratchers for, for Friday's episode. Uh, that's Task. I'm John Go. Thanks for coming and tuning in. We will see you guys later this week. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.